Hello, and thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We felt the need to record a brief message in relation to the heartbreaking event in New Zealand this week. We are horrified and we want to add our voices to the outpouring of sympathy and affection going to every person of every background who calls New Zealand home. This episode's lightly comic tone and lack of mention of the situation might read as heartlessly flippant this week, so we wanted to clarify that it was written and recorded last year. We are still happy to release it though, as its subject is the one thing we want to add into the world right now. Overwhelming love for New Zealand. A quick public service announcement to the people of Sydney. We will be performing at the Seymour Centre as part of the inaugural Sydney International Cabaret Festival on the 6th and 7th of July this year. Now, our IT analyst tells us we have literally some listeners in Sydney. So to you guys, we say, come on down. And to the rest of you, why not visit the beautiful Australian capital in the height of summer? What? It's, oh, is it not the capital? Oh, oh, it's Canberra, no? I don't know it. And it's... So it's not summer. Where's July? It's different. July is winter. Well, what's the point in that? I'm sorry, we were told that we were going to Sydney in July, so obviously I assume that we were going to a tropical place in the middle of... This is absolute bollocks. Um, Get Trevor on the phone. Um, No, why should... We signed the contract. Well, hello there. We are Laura Corcoran and Matthew Floyd Jones. AKA Frisky and Manish. You got a middle name there. That's cheeky. Slip that it's in. First time I said it. It's my professional name. Is it? Matthew Floyd Jones. Well, it's my a real middle name. But there's, I mean, there was another Matthew Jones in my class, let alone in the world. So yeah. had to get a middle name out. And we are doing a podcast yes. uh, series, aren't we? About the songs we've written, why we've written them, how we wrote them, where we wrote them. Wagwan. And who, which Wado. is us. Um, and this particular episode is going to be focused on... It's a little bit of an, an archive section, a time capsule. It is. It's an, also an Antipodean special. <laughs> we come from the land down under. Yes. Uh, because when we wrote uh, Cab Riot, which is the show from which most of the other material has sprung... From which? Well done. Thank you. I didn't say that last time. And... <laughs> Uh, but obviously it was performed in London we're a UK based act and it was our experience and um, specific to that and then of course we took it to different parts of the world and we sort of realised some of this is very pertinent some of this travels some of this is re- yeah. you know um, relevant in other places but there were other really big things going on in we, those we places couldn't neglect yeah. that we, we felt we should or could talk about and yes. also you know I think it was a big part of the experience that people in the audience could feel like they had a a thought and a feeling about what we were saying. Mm. Whereas just to present, oh, this is something we're talking about in England isn't doesn't have the same immediacy. No. We we've always thrown immediacy, in... that's not a word. Did, is that what you said? I said immediacy. Okay. Put that red down. I'm that sorry. bottle of red. Um we yeah, we we've always found I mean any comedian will tell you, won't they? You know, you mention the neighbouring town to where you're playing in the first five minutes and you've got you've got a guaranteed laugh or boo or like, you know, get yeah. people revved up, you know, the kind of It's a cheap just, trick. It's a cheap trick, but Jesus use it. Yeah. And obviously we then you know, we tried to do more than that, didn't we? We tried to kind of not just mention Australia if we were in Australia, but also look at what was going on in Australia. Oh yeah, we wrote material and things exactly. previously. And when we were in Australia in 2016, I'm going to guess, 20 insert year, yeah. a couple of years ago, yeah. um, it was pre-equal uh, marriage. It was. Being passed and pre- enshrined. Pre-equimaz. Pre-equimaz. 
for your shoulder. Um, um, yeah, I it mean, was, I'm sure and it was. and it was actually at the time where there was a lot of lobbying yeah, going on. It was on, about so God, it was like a year or so before the it was about a year happened, before. Yeah, yeah, so there was a lot of lobbying going on, and um, got from both sides exactly. And 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 it was something that felt very present to us because. Mm. Um, uh, in the English-speaking touring world, there's, of course, all of the UK and Edinburgh Festival, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's huge festivals in Australia that oh. a lot of performers from the UK will go over and Spend do. half a year there. Um, and similarly, lots of Australian companies and performers will come to Edinburgh and to London oh, wow. and do their shows. And there's a huge, it's a big, big old melting pot between those territories. So a lot of our friends... Are, were um, directly affected by this as well. People yeah. who've been in relationships for a very long time and were waiting to get married, uh, waiting for this law to get passed. So it was something that even though we we say, yes, we wrote this for Australia, but it was also something that did feel very present to us even though even when we were in the UK, it was something we were very yeah. aware of. Yeah, and of course something that we would care about, you know, just, just why would you not? Of course. It's just, you know, it, it just seemed like a, a ludicrous thing to, to be arguing. But obviously the most ludicrous things... Uh, do have people who push for them and this particular person who was who kind of came back into Australian politi- political life I believe at the time she was called Pauline Hanson mm. she's still she's, she's still, still in parliament in, in the government I don't know I tried to forget she I know happened. well she was a redhead so I didn't know whether you had something in common with her maybe, and you wanted to maybe, maybe join up but the issue with Pauline Hanson was that she her her um family values led sort of yeah, I mean, she was basically the Nigel campaign. Farage yes. of Australia Just at with the time. earrings and... What? And a terrible screechy voice. Oh. One nation. That's that was her party. party. Yeah. <laughs> One nation. Um, and oh. something that we found particularly awful about the way, not specifically One Nation and Pauline Hanson, but that kind of camp, that side of the equal marriage argument, one of their angles was they couldn't kind of get too much of a foothold when it came to, you know, human rights and equality. Yeah, because um, they had no foothold. So they basically went, there. will somebody think of the children? I mean, that was all they had left. Which is actually, it's kind of funny. It's if it's not so horrendous. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Actually, it's worth saying maybe at this point, this is quite a, a tricky thing for us, is we're very conscious of our own political position. We are absolute libtards. We are mm. lefty loosey gooses. Oh, we are, aren't we? Um, Guardian reading. We hemp wearing. Horrifying. <laughs> and... Uh, we, but we didn't want to to just be all liberal agenda. We wanted to try and undercut ourselves and undercut yeah. every position that we ever took, so that we never stood our feet too squarely on any particular perspective. We could always like pull the rug from under us, no matter where we were standing. Yeah. However, this was when we really struggled to do yeah. that. Yeah, there's usually a nuance. There is usually something where you can, you know, our landlord song. We can usually find a, a sort of a depressing reason why maybe the other po- the other side has a point. But with this one, it was. There was no way for us to 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 argue against the thing that we felt was very clear and obvious, which was that equal marriage is a human right. Well, it just should be. It's like it's not a thing. It's not. It's, it's not a thing. It's not a thing because it is. It it's should not be a hurting thing. anybody. Let's yeah. all just have a lovely time. It should be a thing because it's not a thing. That's great. Uh, I should have done the the pro marriage thing. Anyway, um, the so, thing about yeah. Pauline Hanson and One Nation is that she was a comic. A comic's dream to write for. In many ways. In many ways. And yeah, this this Precious. argument of think of the children. And it was basically to say that a married couple should... A marriage is the foundation for a family. Mm. So I'm sorry if you're a married couple that doesn't want to have children, but you're doing it wrong. That's not right. Um, and that two people of the same gender shouldn't and cannot raise children effectively together. Because, yes. of course, men and women, when they're together 
faultlessly raise perfect children. That's the thing. All straight marriages only breed wonderful children and love and we no divorces we exist. Yeah, whereas this. gay people can't love and lesbians don't know how to make a carpentry. <laughs> I think well, lesbians are probably very skilled at carpentry, thank you very much. If I needed something making, I know who I'd be calling straight off the bat. Um, what? For some reason I was like, what, what do men do? Yeah, what do men do that I um, can pretend Pauline Hanson thinks lesbians can't do and then I pick the one thing that lesbians There's can all kinds of lesbians. Unequivocally do. All, some of them are very good carpenters. What some do you of them mean? don't even know what a lathe is. Can't, so. we, can't we group people like that? Um, okay, yeah, fine. fine. Um, so... We decided to put this song in Pauline Hansen's voice and we called it Think of the Child. <laughs> and uh, we decided to present a version mm. of that argument in what we hoped was, well, was is very clearly... I'm sorry, yeah, with this one, I, this, this one I do not accept for a minute that you can think we're being serious. No, of course not. But um, really sadly, I think she was. I think and she was. And that's why it's so ludicrous. And yet again, we went for perky bouncy little upbeat number as if it was accompanying a, a, a PSA video just you know the dangers of what yeah. if you let a child be raised and we did women. actually we had in mind um, another Aussie the outrageously glorious Tim Minchin mm. um, and Matilda and we kind of took that as a springing point this this very very popular musical about children from an Australian and th that kind of energy that kind of optimism and mm. joy and buoyancy and then just put it with something absolutely horrifying and about a child with terrible parents male and female may we just say Pauline yeah who then ended up living with her lovely like teacher who's like just a little single, just a single lady who just own. like lives by herself and she's they just live in they have tea I mean come on Maybe she was a lesbian. Good Maybe old... that's a subtext. Well, okay. Could have been. Now I'm thinking a lot about Matilda and trying to tr thread that through. Look, Trunchbull. Miss Honey. Ooh. Miss Honey, Honey. Honey. Oh, I love her. Yeah, well, Miss Honey and Trunchbull, they went way back. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. That's not what it's about, just but okay. Um, so I suppose it's time to maybe have a listen. I think we should. Think of the child. child think of the child think of the child think of the thing that doesn't yet actually exist they have their rights they have their rights they have their rights they have more rights than you because it was you that made a choice to be LGDYXQ whatever it is you're calling yourselves these days so-called marriage equality doesn't take into account the equal right of a yet-to-be-born human to have a mother and a father. For example, I mean, what would even happen to a child raised by two men? Well, men can't cook or clean or sew, and so we know their child would be ragged and dirty and starving head to toe. Never cry. No one knows why. Men never have feelings, or if they accidentally do, they're buried deep inside. And, and so, so the child inevitably would turn out to be a psychopath and a killing machine. And of course, the sex. Whatever next? Whatever next? Imagine a child exposed to loose bum holes oh, and funny. other tawdry orgy shows. And though they may have exquisite taste, I mean, I love your shoes. That child would be a well colour coordinated waste. 
So, as we can see, two men simply shouldn't be allowed to break the sacred bond between mother and child. But don't get confused, because two women shouldn't be allowed to raise a child either. Now let's find out why. Women can't think or act or do, and we know too. That child would have no rules, they'd run amok Or be constantly attached to a boob There would be feelings everywhere Constant emotional despair They would be up and down and round and round And inevitably would turn out to be A blubbering nothing hugging a tree And of course they only eat fish So I'm told it's been proved scientifically, so please don't try to argue with me. Yes, the child would be rich in Omega-3. But a freak. I mean, not on my back entrance. And let's not even go there with all the different orientations. Their children will probably die of starvation because bisexuals are just so greedy. Men and women are the ultimate team They live in love, it's just a dream OK, they might disagree But they figure it out eventually And the child you know grows up to be Oh, well-adjusted, enterprising, patriotic, principled Good religious family values Take no nonsense, well-presented, clean and white Nothing funny, not embarrassing, prize-winning Long-term planning, pension-having Rights afforded, not a worry Stocks trading, rugby playing One, two, three, four Think of the child Which is in gender-appropriate clothes Think of the thing that doesn't yet actually exist It deserves love It deserves love Boy and girl love It deserves more than you Cos it was you that made a choice to be Filth So that was Think of the Child We're so sorry Very serious Peace. I have to say, in some ways, our, you know, I think our, our, the strength of our beliefs possibly impinged some of the writing in that. It's probably not the writing I'm proudest of in my life because I just felt was, I was just angry. I was just mad about it. Mm. So perhaps, you know, I think our real. Anger I think it's a smacker. I think it's one of those through. ones. Yeah. Maybe it's not the most sort of levels we've ever put into a song, no. is it? Um, but yeah, I I think it was right for what it was. Yeah, and, it was a time to place. And I mean, it, it 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 did really ignite the room. I remember in in that fun. way because it was so current at the time. And that's the thing with these. What a lot of what we do, it it can be tough to, you know, you know what you're writing about is maybe a, this kind of quicksilver moment that mm. that is only going to exist at this time we're writing it yeah. and. And you just wish that that it could, you know, especially if you write something that you're really proud of, like a great angle on it, it it's it's tough to let it go when you realise that actually that moment has passed and it yeah. won't be relevant. And in fact, that leads us on to the next song that we're going to introduce to you, which is a song that we wrote when we found out we were going to New Zealand. Yes. And this particular social milieu in which we wrote this was full-on post-Brexit, literally was. just post-Brexit. And it was well, in fact, the it's, moment. It's probably worth saying, isn't it, that you talk about those quicksilver moments. The first... Um, we did the first run of Cabaret, we had guests, and then we revived it the following year. Mm. And the first one was before the Brexit vote. Yeah. And we did a little piece of material about confusing the Brexit vote with... Uh, well, confusing the European Union with Eurovision. Which PS, that is genius. I think. Somebody actually did last week when I was with them, and I just laughed in their face and didn't realise they didn't realise that leaving 
the European Union was Wasn't different about Eurovision. from leaving Eurovision. Anywho, <laughs> um, so uh, we did a piece that was a bit of a joke about that. And I think at that point we were with most people thinking it probably won't happen. I think it really yeah. blindsided a lot of people. So then by yeah. the time we came back and we we had a second show, not only obviously all that material we had to we had to burn, but also we were suddenly dealing with a completely different political yeah. landscape and atmosphere and uh, vibe from the audience. And yeah. and I think people were really wanting us. We had to address it off the bat. We had to come out. And we go, couldn't have done a show like that and thing, not done Brexit, it. Brexit. Oh my God, what the fuck? Yeah. Because everyone was just so like, ah, especially all of our you know libtard audience. That's that's what we were all going about Um, it's the end of days Um, and so it was with that energy that we were then going to New Zealand and kind of going well of course everybody like thinks of Britain and thinks of Brexit that's all it is now because we were just walking around in a Brexit soup yeah and then we went to New Zealand yeah and I think actually they were, yeah, it probably was one of those things where we, we did kind of have to like preface the material with a, you know, get people in the zone of, I mean, of course they knew what we were talking about, but the we, the, the way in which we set this up, this 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 idea that we'll explain to you was to, was to, for ourselves to be horrified about Brexit because, you know, and, and, to, and to be really concerned about where that was going to lead us and then to slowly realise that maybe this is a chance for us to get to know New Zealand a bit better because maybe New Zealand, maybe we could be more than just on the other side of the world from each other. More than just let's move in together. We've only known each other for a few days, but come on, let's move in, New Zealand. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> there's a little bit of preamble into this um, that we decided to record to put with it, just to give a little bit of context. Cause it's one of those things. Sometimes this happens. Sometimes the music flows seamlessly out of a little, bit of oh chatter. Goodness, don't do that to the mic. So uh, we decided to leave a little bit of that in yeah. to give you a bit of context. Which I think is a great idea. So here we are. This is New Zealand. Uh, so for our Kiwi friends... We thought we should explain a little bit about what's going on back in the UK. And, of course, a major preoccupation is Brexit. And we know who's to blame. Mm. The rise of TV voting. Absolutely. Think about it. Ever since Big Brother came along, people realised that sometimes you have to vote for the utterly absurd person in order to keep it interesting. (laughs) And since then, all public votes have gone to absolute shit. I mean, Boaty McBoatface. If you don't know what that is... Google it. So, we get to a national referendum on a pertinent and sensitive political matter with global ramifications. And the public says, well, it wasn't really going anywhere. We need a little bit more action, excitement and drama. Plus, there is a lot of brown people. So, you know, two birds, one bush, innit? But, you know, there's been, I think, a little bit more drama than is necessary from the Remainers or the Ramonas. Um, I mean, okay. Half the country voted for something that to all appearances, looks set to be detrimental to our economy and the culture for the foreseeable future. And yes, a large proportion of them did it because they want less immigration. And yes, that is because they think that their economic problems are caused by specific migrant groups. And yes, that is how the rise of national socialism happened in Germany in the 20s and 30s. And yes, that led to Hitler coming to power. And yes, that led to the ethnic cleansing of Europe. And that will happen next year when we leave and we need to get out. We need to get out. Calm down, calm down, calm down. Okay, so it's time to leave our increasingly right-wing, borderline racist mother country behind. We need to move on. We need to look forward. But who could possibly take in the millions of Brexpats? I mean, who has the resources, the space, the job opportunities? We'd need a similar climate, a language that we understand. Oh. 
<laughs> oh, hi there, New Zealand. You are looking so good right now. <laughs> I can just see myself nestling in your big, hard mountains. Well, they're bigger than I remember. Have you been working out? <laughs> oh, look at your rivers. So long and deep. Oh, look at that GDP per capita. Nice. Oh, and I see you're on 39.5% renewable energy. <laughs> oh, we both know what that means. You could go all night. See you standing there across the seas. I can tell that you've been looking at me You've been colonized before And I know you wanna do some more So let's get to know each other Swipe right There's plenty we can rediscover All night How can we convince you We go together, you know it's true We've got Harry Potter. We've got a national wizard. Tick. Britannia rules the waves, but one in three Aucklanders owns a boat. Yes! Can't you see where this is going? The electricity is flowing. But not nuclear, because you banned that. Nice. We're getting to know each other. Hot Wikipedia entry. I'm already a kiwi lover Bird, fruit, whatever, I'm into it We're like a yin and yang Cause you're the same as us But upside down My favourite position I'm Welsh We're known to love this sheep And you have nine sheep per person That's what we call a party And you produce a hundred kilos of butter per person per year And I love cake You got a lot of animals But no snakes fix that for you. Ew. So now we know each other. Skilled migrant. Let's get undercover. No need for investigation. Those charges were never brought. I'm in need of something new. So I'm an immigrant right into you. first country to give women the vote. Could you get any hotter? Oh, <laughs> you like a bagpipe, huh? Well, I could bag your pipe. You can be the lord of my ring anytime. Yeah. So that was a little bit of Sutton Sutton for New Zealand when we were there. Um... I, I think uh, it was it was it was a, it was a little bit silly, a little bit of fun, a little bit of uh, 
let's make some immigration happen. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously like a, it was purely the com- comic angle on it, wasn't it? We weren't trying to make people feel sad about Brexit necessarily because no. it was in New Zealand. They didn't have any reason to feel sad about it, did they? No, and, and I remember at the time actually when we had to go and get our visas and things and we had to fill out the forms, we'd go to the office, get all of the hoo-ha. Mm. Um, there was like posters up saying, are you a teacher or an engineer? We need you. Come and live in New Zealand. And there was, you know, there was an active drive on the one hand from New Zealand for people to come over. And then on the other side, there were all these people in Britain going, this is outrageous, everybody's racist, I'm going to leave. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was, it seemed like a little, beautiful little Tinder match. <laughs> and again, just like, just that, that moment was, it was. was perfect for that to happen and, and to do like a, a sexy song, which and we don't I, usually do. We don't. I think that's another reason why we decided to record it and pop it out into the world. Yeah. We can do, we can, we can be sexy. It was a little... Casting mo- directors, we can be sexy. It was a moist little ping pong ball that we just popped out there for you all to enjoy. Moist. And, uh... People don't like that word. I'm sorry about that. You know, and it's done with love, said with love. Absolutely. As Michael Jackson says repeatedly in his This Is It documentary, which you should watch and is amazing. with love. We we have love for so Australia and for New Zealand, don't we? we? Do. Very, They're very, very important places to us. Yes. New Zealand is, when we went there, we went there in 2010 and for our first time we did the New Zealand International Arts Festival. We were in Wellington. Yes. And it was amazing, wasn't it? Because the whole opening ceremony was like conducted with Indigenous people from New Zealand leading it. Do you remember? They that do. Ceremony? They have the full, proper nose rubbing welcome. Exactly. And that was just amazing, wasn't it? It really mm. just, it, it was such a cultural kind of bath of something new and it was amazing yeah. but also they have such a British sensibility in some in many ways in there's the a humor, lot of overlap exactly sure. lots of overlap for sure I I mean they were some of our favorite shows because I have to say the first time we went to Australia we were not a hit dear oh, listener we, we, we did all right in Sydney but when we went to Melbourne they went well we've got drag queens why do we need you they were like it's not comedy we've had it's Tim, not comedy. we've got Tim Minchin we're fine yeah, we wear black just, and we eat in lanes just two people dressed um, in glitter yeah so sorry about that sorry about that we're still bitter never been back anywho <laughs> after that we went to New Zealand and we were like oh it's okay God. we have value in the world we can then we went sex. back to Australia and we enjoyed it yes Perth, uh, Adelaide love I it I vividly remember in Wellington when they after the show had finished and we went out and we were clearing bits and bobs up um, one of the front of house was there somebody literally Weed Wet. the seat. <laughs> they did a wee wee on the seat. Now it was probably because it was some kind of health issue, but I'm going to say it's an old we made them laugh so much they weed. Did a why why? They say it in, his, <laughs> in kiwi. Okay. A why why? Probably. Koi why why why? I think on that note we're going to end. <laughs> I just if said kiwi wee wee in the worst accent that didn't if resemble anything. If you need to go for a car war war war, then you're a gar. You do know in the next show that's going to be gar like the, the fundamental, the central song. Uh, thank you so much for listening <laughs> and please do share this podcast around. We've really enjoyed making it. Yes, and uh, let us know yeah. your thoughts about uh, anything that we've talked about. Yes. Or how much you love us or how much you hate us. You can find us on Twitter, Frisky mm, Manish, and Facebook, Frisky Manish. And, go, and the, just go, frisky and manish. You always get so cross about listing There's all the social media. There's two N's in manish. N A double N I S H. Good point. Should have said that and it's frisky, not freaky. Yes, and F R I S K Y. There's no E. Fry Sky. Oh, nice. Thanks. Uh, thank you so much. Please share this podcast with people that you think might be interested to know how musical comedy gets made. <laughs> no. Yeah. I know we're not the only people, but you know, who else has made a podcast, eh? Lots of people. Okay, fine. Just share it with people that you think might yeah. like it. Thanks. And thank you so much. Goodbye. Bye. Do you remember that track we did where Danny Minogue sang Gautier? Oh, yeah. Ooh, 
overseas hats off to you Danny hats off if you'd like to support Frisky and Manish's future output download the songs featured on this podcast at iTunes Spotify or any music streaming service worth its salt you can also subscribe on YouTube follow on Facebook or come and see a live show This podcast was written and presented by Laura Corcoran and Matthew Jones and produced by Barry Hilton. All rights reserved and please contact us for any copyright information. And don't sue us. (laughs) 